Welcome back to the Office Marketing Podcast with Mike Swigert, the podcast all about sales tips, mindset, and value bombs. Five questions to help make your day more productive and learn a thing or two. Here is your host, best-selling author, Mike Swigert. Hey guys, thanks for listening in. I've got a really fun, fun, fascinating guest here. Uh, Chris Casile is... Uh, she's, she's going to bring uh, energy, talent, creativity. She is the premier designer in the marijuana industry for the entire East Coast. She is touching everything from the growing area to processing to dispensary design. Um, but she has this great background in interior design, flooring. I mean, just a, a, a fun, fun journey. So uh, grab your seatbelt and uh, whatever you, uh, whatever else you need to listen to this podcast because Chris is going to bring us a lot of fun. And, and Chris, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, I, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I probably missed a couple of your accolades on, on the intro, but um, walk us through, <laughs> walk us through how, um, how this, this young person at Philadelphia University studying interior design ends up literally like designing the coolest dispensaries on the East Coast. Can you walk us through that that journey? Sure. Um, I mean, it even started when I got to college. I thought I was going to Philadelphia University basically to decorate and pick out colors. And they hand me a T-square and tell me to start drafting. I'm like, whoa. But um, I wound up loving it and, you know, graduated from there in 2000 and um, went to a big firm in Philadelphia for um, the first five years of my career and then went to another large firm, um, you and Cole, for the next nine. And I was lucky enough to get amazing experiences doing um, research and development for NASA, um, working on large healthcare facilities such as Children's Hospital Philadelphia, um, Geisinger, and then I, you know, what I loved most was um, sports and entertainment. I got to work on MetLife Stadium in New York along with the Giants training facility. Um, and right after that, I went to, um, I wanted to you know, try something new and I was approached by someone to go into sales. Um, so I was doing that for about two and a half years um, and you know started not going so great. Um, but unbeknownst to me at the same time, uh, my friend was working as a secretary for an attorney and he was getting into cannabis law back in 2014 and he was trying to put together a consultancy group of you know the attorneys that would write the applications um, designer security transportation and kept asking nicole if i'd be interested and she was like nope she loves her job nope she loves her job you know and then everything you know kind of started to crumble and she approached me she's like you know would you be interested and i was like yeah let's give it a whirl let me sit down with him and talk to him and so um then i you know ultimately got let go from my sales job and um, interviewed with a bunch of people, um, you know, all different finishes, furniture, flooring, and, you know, always had this in the back of my head that, you know, this was going to be starting, you know, in a, in a, in a little while, um, you know, but during that time, um, you know, money was tight. I didn't have a car. I was walking to the gym, you know, but I refused to ever work for someone again if I didn't have to. So I was like, I'm going to start my own company. And that's how, you know, Design 710 came about. Um, and then we got our first application cycle that came out in um, 2016, 2017 for PA. And that's how it all started up. And it's been, you know, full speed ahead ever since. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
I think, but you, but you left one boss and now you have 20 bosses, right? You, you know, now yeah. all your clients, you have, you have plenty of bosses. Yeah. A lot of people get, get confused on the entrepreneurial spirit. They're like, oh yeah, I'm never going to have another boss. And you're like, oh no, you just have more bosses. Lots of <laughs> True, true. Yeah. You, do um, get but pick, I get to... you do get to pick your bosses and you get to fire bad bosses. But in general, you have lots of bosses. Right? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm at their beck and call constantly. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you are. I mean, your, your passion really comes through. So um, what, what's, what's involved in your day-to-day now? Like, what are you doing in a, you know, what type of projects are you touching right now? Sure. Um, I work on um, grow production and dispensary facilities as well as verticals, which is all three put together. Um, and I, I mean, I'm kind of unique because I, once I find a client, um, I help them find property in the different areas that they're in. I mean, New Jersey right now is, you know, full bore ahead. Um, you know, barreling toward recreation in a couple months. Um, so I've been out looking at properties with clients. And then once the applications come out, I help them in um, doing their site and facility plans based on, you know, if they found an existing structure or if they have a plot of land, we do it, you know, from scratch. And then, you know, if they're fortunate enough to win, I'm there to do the construction documents, um, you know, with engineers and everyone. And then I stay with the project through to when they open their front doors. So it's, you know, quite a long process um, from beginning to end. Um, I currently have five going on right now. Want to uh, grow in construction, dispensary and construction, and three that I'm designing right now. So um, it's so a lot, but a place, I think it's... Yeah, so if something's is sort of in that vertical where they're actually doing grow processing and dispensary like mm-hmm. just help everybody because because we are a lot of construction people that are listening to this podcast like like about how big are these so when you have a grow facility about how many square feet do you have for a grow facility it depends the one i'm currently working on they um have a head house which is about twenty four thousand square feet and the grow phase one of the grow currently is about fifteen thousand square feet which there's two more phases of um fully built out it should be cumulatively about seventy five thousand square feet um, so but they is, can be huge. Yeah. So is I someone mean, grabbing like a, so an old uh, Coles or a, a, are they moving into strip malls or where, where are these industrial areas or like something like that? What are they looking for when it comes to space like that, Chris? Um, yeah. I mean, if you're doing a new build, they want, you know, a couple acres to be on. Um, you know, they want to make sure that it has enough electric, you know, because it's huge for a grow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the water is important. You know, what type of water is in that area? Um, these are all the things that they're looking for. Um, but yeah, I mean, they can, and each state is different about how big your grow can be. Like Jersey has different classifications. It's like 5,000 for a small grow. And then I think it's five to 15 and then 15 to 30. It's something like that. So again, you're going to need different spacing for whichever license you're going after. Okay. Um, and then dispensaries, they can be anywhere from um, I've designed anything from 2,000 square feet to I'm working on one that's 8,000 square feet now. So what's again, the, it all depends yeah, what's on the feel now I, I'm in Georgia, you're in Pennsylvania. I'm sure there's people in Denver and California going, dude, we've been doing this for like, yeah, right? <laughs> like decades. Why are they even talking about this? Right. And we are kind of yeah. time stamping this because 20 years from now, people are going to listen to this and go like, huh? You couldn't yeah, buy, well. you couldn't buy weed, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Um, and in our pre-call, I did. I had to date myself a little bit, right? It was something like 27 years since I last saw marijuana. So I'm, I'm <laughs> I, but I'm very fascinated. I really, I'm super fascinated by this. Um, so talk to me about like the dispensaries. Like, 
you see these different sizes. Are you seeing like the evolution of design? Like, are we seeing them become like, like what's happening in the design of the dispensary? For sure. When I first started, we wanted them to look more like a medical facility because we wanted, you know, people to feel comfortable. And again, it was every year that goes by, every month that goes by, people get a little more comfortable with it. So, you know, four years ago when I started, you know, we wanted them to look like doctor's offices so that people felt comfortable. And it, it was a medical, it, it is a medical market, but, you know, progressing forward, you know, in Jersey and, you know, even the newest ones in Pennsylvania, you can see them becoming a little more recreational, more like, um, and never going to be like a pot shop. They, they never want them to look like that on the East coast, but more like a recreational, um, not recreational, like a retail, a fancy retail store, as opposed to a doctor's office. Uh, maybe not such a calming feel, but like a fun experience because when it does go wreck, you know, they want people to come in and to shop and to spend time in there. Um, so that's what it's kind of veering toward now here on the East Coast that I've seen anyway. Okay, cool. Which is, all, you know, again, what I've already seen in Vegas and California and stuff like that. So this episode of the Office Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Fusion Advisory. We help commercial contractors generate leads online profitably. Check us out at fusion-advisory.com. And then where do you think it's going to go? Like, obviously, we're not going to be like the hookah lounges and, and things like that. But like, where do you see this design kind of evolving as we get into the next few years? Um, I feel like it's going to be more like cigar bar because they are doing consumption lounges and stuff that is in some of the laws moving forward. Um, it's never going to be, I, I mean, what we've talked about never going to be like the West Coast all over the place, you know, one on every corner, you're going to have to have a license here, kind of like a liquor license in, you know, what we've seen in PA and New Jersey. Um, but just somewhere, you know, you can bring product and feel comfortable, kind of like a cigar bar where you go in and you just sit back and, you know, you lounge around. That's, that's kind of where I see it being, you know, more, more classy than, you know, somewhere that's got, you know, pot leaves on the window blinking, you know, on and off. I don't, I don't think we're ever going to see that here. Well, maybe it'll be like pubs. I remember being in Ireland and each pub kind of has its own identity, right? You might be yeah, in one that yeah. has this feel and that one, yeah. which I think will really open it up for people like you, creatives, you know, being able to sort of match yeah. the design or yeah. the, the passions yeah. of the owners. Yeah. I mean, I'm working on one now. I just picked up a client two weeks ago that I have two new projects for. And I mean, their feel is very different than, you know, their name um, is Air. I'm sure they won't care. Um, but the, it's a very airy, very light, very, you know, it goes with their with their name. Um, it's, the, I mean, the dispensers that they've done so far are really nice. Um, and again, the other ones, you know, they're a little more um, industrial, a little more, you know, dark, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so every client's different, you know, and what they want it to look like as well. So, so if I'm a if I'm a designer and I'm in a state that doesn't have the dispensaries yet, which is probably more than half the states. I mean, are we we're at the beginning of 2021. I have no idea how many states where you can buy it. I might be off by a lot, but I don't know the top of my head. But I want to say at least half. I think, okay. or at least medically, there. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm in Georgia, like where we are, we're probably gonna. I, I think they just talked about it this week, and. So if I'm a designer and it sounds fun for me, what do I do? How do I learn? How do I position myself that I'm able to do this? What would you do? Um, I mean, I, I feel like you have, if you have, ex you mean start your own firm or just, because a lot of big firms 
don't want to touch, especially dispensaries, just because they're so small. They're not they're not worth their time. Some have done grows because again, they're more like lab um, uh, lab facilities. Okay. Um, the production part of it, but um, I, I mean, I guess if you're you know have experience in you know retail or anything like that, I mean, I don't think it'd be difficult to. Um, again, I. I I was lucky. I was in kind of the right place at the right time when Ted was looking for someone, my the attorney that I work with, because, um, you know, we helped build clients together. You know, he would bring them in and, you know, oh, I've got this designer. So the introductions, you know, flowed naturally. Um, I don't know, you know, how you break into that market as a designer. Just, hey, because a lot of people don't, they, they still don't see it as important yet either. Mm. It's when an investor comes in, that's not what they're looking for big picture. You know, they want to just say, okay, get it built, get it open. You know, I want to make some money kind of thing. Um, they're not, oh, well, who's going to be the designer? You know, I, 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 they miss that step kind of, or, you know, we, we want this beautiful facility, but what goes into it? No one knows. So if they can kind of coach, you know, clients or find the clients and then coach them through, I mean, I think, you know, they'd be golden. What's and someone so with what, experience yeah. dealing no, but that's, with other that, so that's, that runs That runs right into this question, right? So what, what do you bring to the table Versus someone saying, okay, well, we're just going to put this dispensary in and put a few, you know, almost like uh, laid out like a, maybe they take over an old jewelry shop and just put stuff in glass, you know, and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. What's the difference between bringing in a pro versus just someone saying, ah, let's just get some fixtures and, and put this stuff in? What's the difference? Um. Well, one, I don't think people realize the competition because again, in Pennsylvania, the Department of Health doesn't, I mean, I've heard it come out of their mouths. They don't care if you put one right next to one another. Um, so down the line, when, you know, PA's program is completely built out, it's going to be competition. It's going to be like, okay, you know, you can walk into this beautiful place. Not that someone can't do a beautiful place on their own, but, you know, there's accessibility codes that, you know, have to, they have to go through zoning. They have to get permits. You know, they have to do all this stuff that, you know, a layman just walking in isn't going to know what to do. So, um, you know, I think that that's what sets, you know, getting a professional on board early. I mean, <laughs> during the application, I, I love this story. Um, PA, when we were doing round one, um, the attorneys brought this client to me and he's like, well, I need a floor plan layout. And I'm like, okay. So I gave him my price. He goes, no, he went on Craigslist and spent like 200 bucks. He failed. You know, he didn't get a license ultimately, but that's what people are doing today. It's just, let me throw it together. Let me, you know, waste money on an application process because I don't want to, you know, take the extra steps to hire a professional to do it right. You know, I just, I just want to get it done. And yeah. that's what happens all the time in this industry. Yeah. Um, there's so a bunch you hire of people, a professional from the beginning. Yeah. There's a bunch of people walking their dogs right now, listening to this podcast going, yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly <laughs> like, uh, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I tell people that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just behooves you to hire someone from the very beginning. Again, there's there's certain things too that you know it can't be a thousand it, or it needs to be a thousand feet from a school. It needs to be five hundred. Like all these things need to be vetted from the beginning, and um, you know that can all happen through you know someone that knows what they're doing as opposed to trying to go at it themselves because people do it all the time. Right. But so I mean, the, applications are expensive. All right. So, all right. I'm going to ask one more question because I, I feel like I could talk to you about this for hours. All right, so <laughs> a grow facility is basically like an indoor farm. Are we, are we kind of yep. right? Right. We've got water, yep. we've mm -hmm. got light. We're growing against yep. a bunch of cannabis, right? And there's, yep. mm -hmm. and they're also growing all kinds of different types. I understand there's different types of cannabis you get for different mm -hmm. things you're looking for. All right. So in the processing yep. plant, 
I mean, what's going on there? So then we're taking the, we're, we're harvesting and then we're processing. Yep, that's it where they what? dry it. They extract it. They do, um, you know, all that stuff. That's where they can turn it into, you know, do you want an edible? Do you want, you know, um, um, like oils and things like oh, that. Like an oil. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For okay. your cartridges and stuff like that. That's where the, all that happens in the production oh, okay. facility. And yeah. How and much then they ship that all that up? to the dispensary. Right. So the process, we know the, the grow area can be huge, half an acre or even more, but then the processing area, about how big is that? Just help me with the scale there. Sure. I mean, the one I'm working on now is 24,000 square feet. The processing oh, area is 24,000 square feet. I mean, I wow. think that that's probably a little big, but okay. again, once built out, it's it's big for phase one right now, but yeah. once all built out, like it will, it might even be tight. Um, but they've got a bunch of drying rooms, extraction rooms. They've got you know a vault in there. They've got you know, hold uh, offices. They've got boardroom. Like so, so there's this combination of everything, because um, that's where you know people come into work. They've got a big showering area. They've got air showers that they have to go through because that's a whole other thing. You know, not contaminating the plants. It's so it's it's interesting. I mean, I learn something new every day. Honestly, <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. I um, it's fascinating that you have a four year head start on probably a bunch of states around you know Pennsylvania as they, um, as as they embrace you know the legalization. So that's going to be really yeah. cool. All right. So yeah. tell me um a little bit about you. Um, because I love your energy, Chris. We've had so much fun. We loved our <laughs> call. And we really are. You're just a you're a spirit that I think people want to be around. So talk to me about like, you know, what do you do to keep that energy so positive? I work out <laughs> Yeah, or else I'd go insane. Yeah. Um, no, people say that. I, I actually just injured my shoulder. Uh, so I was out for about a month. I just started back last week. And I mean, for me, it's, I, I have to go. I, I mean, it's not, it's not physical for me. It's mental. That's how I clear my head. That's how I, you know, I keep things going. I process things as I'm running on the treadmill or lifting weights. And I mean, I love it. You know, it's just, it's part of who I am in my life. So I love anyone it. that, you know, I say that now all my friends will be like, yep, that's right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. That's Chris. Yeah. I always say right. that like running at about mile three or four, um, the, the voices in my head tur start turning into one voice. So something happens when yeah. I a stop. I, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if it's the endorphin or serotonin or, or what it is. All of a sudden it center. It centers me a lot. It really does. It, I, and if it wasn't for, I, I, I didn't tell you, but I did my third Ironman um, in November oh, nice. of last year. Congrats. But it, it helped me get through uh, 2020 of just having yeah. like a, just having that, yeah. that it, it made the year go by a little bit faster. And um, oh, yeah. so do you have a favorite book? Can you share with me a book that you like? I don't do a lot of book reading. I read a lot, I read a lot of magazines. <laughs> All right. Read so what's magazines. your favorite, your favorite, <laughs> what's your favorite uh, thing to do at the gym? Go ahead and share that. Um, you like the classes? I like lifting weights on the floor. Okay, yeah, cool. I, I go to um, Orange Theory Fitness. That's where I go for cool. last six years. So, and it's interval, it's hit training. So I do running, rowing, floor exercises. So, well, then you're going to be a perfect uh, person to ask for this next one because you are um, you're in Philadelphia. So, mm -hmm. are we going to say uh, Pat's Gyms or Geno's? Uh, I always used to go to. Pat's Pats, but I like Steve Prince of Steaks. <laughs> All right. So what is this? Steve what? Steve Prince of Steaks. All right. Where is Steve Prince? Um, they are in the Northeast. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember what road they're on. All right. So the last question is um, with or without Wiz? With. Oh, with Wiz. Or with Wiz. <laughs> yeah, with. I, yep. Hey, 
I love the fact that's why we work out. We work out so we can go to Steve Prince, get a cheesesteak oh, yeah. with Wiz. And, and if you don't know, for the people that I was born in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So I, uh, I, I saw um, I saw Dr. J and and uh, Billy Cunningham was the coach of the 76ers and and watching these uh, just in the spectrum, you know, I know you yeah. remember. So the, I will tell a funny Philly story before we finish up. But like, I remember being a kid and we went over, I don't know if it was like the altar boys or something with school, but I remember being there with a bunch of my buddies and we all had a basketball and we got the guys all to sign it. And it was like Mo Cheeks, Daryl Dawkins, maybe Moses Malone. I, it was one of those two. And obviously Julius Irving, Billy Cunningham, they all signed this basketball, right? It was That's great, awesome. great ball, right? Yeah. So I remember years later going to my dad going like, hey, um, what did we ever do with that basketball? You know, it's something I'd like to put up. Yeah. You're young and poor. My dad looked at me and he was like, uh, that was your basketball. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know who you think you are, but whoops, that was your ball. <laughs> like you played with that ball until you lost it or something. But um, it was like, <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that. So, hey, if somebody wanted to That's get in touch one. with you, Chris, if somebody wanted to learn more about this industry, if someone kind of has some stuff coming up on the horizon and wants to pick your brain about this stuff, or maybe wants to understand this industry a little better, I mean, would they, sure. is LinkedIn the best place to catch you? Um, there or my website, okay. um, design710.com. It's got okay. all my contact info on there. All right, good. All right. So, yeah. uh, Chris uh, Casile. You're a, you're super fun to talk to. You're an absolute talent. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure any job you're on, people are just uh, just magnetized to your creativity and your execution must be phenomenal. So, I um, if anybody's ever building um, down here in Georgia, I'm gonna connect them with you ASAP. So I'm definitely. I'm I'd love it. Excited. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks Thank for you. coming on, Chris. Look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Office Marketing Podcast. Be sure to join the conversation on our YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Facebook pages. If you enjoyed the episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.